the last few times that we've that I've introduced our show, I've been celebrating. Last week, we celebrated my decisive victory over Redacted, for spoilers, in Persona 5. And the week before that, I believe we were celebrating our existence on Apple Podcasts. And then before that was our debut on Spotify. But this week, however, this week, my good friend, we are celebrating our 10th episode, and that fills me with joy. It, it, it is, it's an accomplishment that I feel like not a lot of startup podcasts get to. I feel like a lot of podcasts that I am familiar with that like my friends have started, they get you know a good three, four episodes in, and then just like life gets in the way. But I appreciate that we have um, really made the time, made the commitment to do 10 weeks. Yeah, we've done it. Like I think I think you get to 10 of anything that's an accomplishment. Like if you get to 10 years of life, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. You made it through. You've done it. You get yes. to 10 years of doing a job, you're you're starting to look at yourself and be like what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it it's at least uh a long enough to to say, "Wow, that was really something." You know, uh, it, it, at North Central College uh, my alma mater, your alma mater as well. Correct. That was the length of a semester. So in this amount of time, I could have learned how to speak Japanese. Watashi wa Spitek des. That means my name is Spitek. Imananji deska. That means what time is it right now? Those are the only two things I remember from and the 10 weeks I took of Japanese. 10 weeks and, <laughs> and then you've learned a couple of phrases. Uh, but hey. We've it's done Hitbox. it. It's a, it's a podcast about about video games, talking about video games, past, present, and future. We've got a great show lined up today to talk about Bethesda and Zenimax and Microsoft all converging into one. It's happening. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek, and with me this week, as always, is my good friend and co-host Justin Makovich. Hello, everybody! What a crazy, crazy week for our next gen discussion, our ever-changing discussion. Big things have happened. Uh, I am really excited and, to be frank, a little bit surprised at how my opinion about Xbox specifically has been changing over the past couple of weeks, and I'm only seeing good things in their future. Me too. Me too. It's it's weird how quick the shift was. But before we really get into that, I do want to talk to you about the games that you've been playing. Now, I know last week you were very hot mm-hmm. off the heels of the Avengers. Of, excuse me. Marvels. Yeah. The Avengers. How dare you confuse that? It's a common mistake, you know. Uh, not yeah. So you've been playing it. Are you are you continuing to to chug through it and level up? I don't know, Black Widow, like Miss Marvel. Yeah. So I haven't Hulk. I haven't touched it since last week. Um, I think the last time I played was probably like the morning before we actually uh, talked to each other uh, about it. And uh, I'm to the point when I'm I'm leveling up uh, Miss Marvel. And uh, she's probably the character I'm maining right now the most. She's a fun little paladin tank. But I haven't played it again because I had a very limited time to play video <laughs> games this week. Uh, pretty busy week. And I didn't want to spend that limited time playing something that really doesn't have an end goal to it. You know, it's just sure. kind of like... Yes, yes. Because you finished the story, right? Yeah, I finished the story. I mean, I've, I've been leveling up some of the characters and uh, like to, I believe, I'm like power level 60 um, and it's to the point when I could run the same missions over and over and over and over and over again, or I mm-hmm. could do something else. Sure, sure. That play different games. Move yes, on play to new things. games. <laughs> Before we talk about that real quick, I would like to say that I think if we were in the Marvel Universe, I'd probably be someone like Hulk, and you'd probably be Thor, and we'd have that line where it's like, he's a friend from work, because that's 
That's what we are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was dumb. So so instead of Marvel's the instead of instead of Crystal Dynamics, sorry, Disney's Crystal Dynamics, Marvel's The Avengers. What have you been playing? It's so funny because even on all their like press releases and stuff, they can't agree on what the title is. So it's nope. great. Like, is nope. there an apostrophe? Is there not? Is it? Pos- we don't know. No. Um, but I've been continuing to play the longing a little bit, and this yeah. is kind of like a cheat code game because yeah, it does take like four hundred days to beat. But uh, the good thing about it is that if I'm on like a Zoom call, I'm not playing it right now, I swear. <laughs> but if I'm on, like a Zoom call and I'm on like meetings all day, you can just kind of yeah. keep it in the in the corner of your screen and like occasionally click on it and still make progress in it and kind of yeah. move forward. Um, and I kind of found like the the way the time actually kind of works in that game and changes is it only goes faster if you're in your house. So if you're in your house and you start decorating with all these nice things, the time will move faster. Other than that, oh. when you're just exploring the world, uh, it goes slower. And currently I'm to the only place, the only way I can make progression is to have my character wait a couple of weeks for a spider, a little tiny spider, to make a web strong enough for me to climb up. And it was basically like I was trying to climb up his the, the web, and they were like, oh, he's a little guy. He can't make webs that fast. <laughs> and it's just a little guy going up and down making a web. So basically the idea is when you are not like actively playing the game, you want your guy to be in his house hanging out with his cool stuff. Exactly. And there's like a button that you have, like a that, uh, automatically wander to home button. So I can just click that oh, cool. and then exit out of the game. So by the time I get back, he'll be there. So it's it's kind of convenient. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> considering how that game is anything but convenient, you would assume they wouldn't have that button. But it's right. good specifically if like you're lost and stuff. You can just hit the home button and you're good. You know what it kind of reminds me of? And this is like a deep cut. Oh. Did you play Neopets when you were younger? Like did I play Neopets? Of <laughs> okay. course I did. Well, I found that people are either were either like Webkins kids or Neopets kids. I was a Neopet kid. Do you remember? Remember? Excuse me. There was a. It was like a wheel that you spun the wheel, and it would go for anywhere between three and nine hours. And then at the end, you would get like either a rare item or occasionally like. A piece of trash. Yep, yep. <laughs> like it, it kind of reminds me of that. It was called like the Wheel of Monotony or something like that. Um, where it's like, yeah, this could be cool. Uh, you you've surfaced <laughs> like a, a part of me. I I've long forgotten. Oh, I miss that about Neopets. Yeah, I long my I uh, my go to my go to were uh, Jub Jubs. The little they were like fluffs with feet. You know what I'm talking about? I was very proud about my 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 lineup of the three. I had three good yeah. ones and one kind of like throwaway one. Uh, yeah. I had like a fairy. I had um, a mutant, which you had to get a special potion for. And then I had a robot, which you had to like get all the treasure maps and then like randomly change it. Oh, I remember the robot, it. yeah. Yeah, it was really hard to get. Uh, and then I had just a random one that I didn't do anything with. And I named it the worst thing ever. I just named it I'm a corner. Like Ima, I M M A corner, and I just he was just like yellow, like a yellow paintbrush. I did not go deep with that character. <laughs> That's very really funny. Should we talk about Neopets next week? Let's do it. Let's should go in a deep like dive of Neopets. <laughs> anyway, so so you've been playing the longing. Anything else? Yeah, I've also been playing uh, the Hades game. Ooh. Um, I believe is that. Oh God, uh, the publisher. I should know this. It's not Drinkbox. Um, uh, stall for time while um, I look I'm, this up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking Hades it up. Hades publisher. Uh, I, I googled Hades and it's just about the god Super Giant. Super Giant. Super Giant games. Um, and uh, so the this game is a here we go again a rogue light. So it's a run based game, but you do yep. make a little bit of progression each run. And the the basic story of it is that you are Hades' son. Yes. And you're trying to escape. 
the underworld to go to Mount Olympus to go with the Greek gods. And at the beginning of the game, it's kind of unclear why it is that you're trying to escape other than you're just like an angsty teenager not liking your dad. Right. Um, and the the runs when you start them, you have a choice of a couple different weapons that you can uh, upgrade and un- unlock. And then as you're progressing in each of these rooms, it's like a little combat arena. It's like a top-down perspective game in which you're fighting different uh, creatures. You have a dodge, you have an attack, and a heavy attack. You also have like a like a spell casting thing that sends out this like... I don't really use it, so I can't really explain it on full <laughs> okay. detail. Um, but you basically have to clear out a room of enemies before going to the next one. And when you clear out a room, you get like either um, some currency that you can use in that run, currency that you can use and is saved for any run, or you mm-hmm. get like a weapon or power upgrade that's only good for that run. Uh, and you can start to choose, like some rooms have multiple exits, so you can choose, do you want to get the currency? Do you want to get the upgrade? Which kind of upgrade do you want to get? Um, and basically, I think there's probably, I was looking into it, like four worlds you have to get through. So hmm. far, I've only gotten through two of them. Um, Got it. And the the fun thing about it is that this game, while it's still like a run-based game, every time you die, the story progresses a little bit. And you go back to this hub oh. world, and you can talk to all the characters, and they give you a little bit more story. You have like a codex-type thing that you have to speak to this character 15 times before their relationship with you upgrades. So basically, mm. if you die 15 times, you keep talking to that character, your relationship upgrades. So there's like this like story mode that's happening in between each run. And that really is making me want to go back, because if I die, who cares? I get to find out more about the story. And then I get to try to progress more. I die again, find out more about the story, try to progress more. And then you just keep getting a little bit stronger each time with new upgrades. Like I just recently unlocked with my perma upgrade cash. Uh, like I can dash twice in a row. So now I can go cool. t- and like go further. Um, you can make your health, uh, your starting health uh, stronger um, with your perma upgrades and stuff. And while I'm not a huge uh, rogue-like fan, is rogue-like? Mm-hmm. I like so rogue. There's there's, ro- there's rogue likes like uh-huh. with a K, and there's rogue light. Okay, and I don't yeah. know the difference. Yeah, rogue lights. Um, basically, you get perma progression, so you get stronger a little bit each run. Got it. Right, right, right. Rogue Whereas a rogue likes, likes, you don't. You yeah. don't. It's just you start from the beginning. So this is so real quick to clarify. This is a rogue light. That rogue light because you do progress, progress and you progress. do get stronger. Okay. Um, and they also have this thing uh, that is like a god mode option that each time, like everyone's easier, you're stronger, and each time you die, you get even stronger. So if mm. you just want to play the story and you don't care about like beating the game in the traditional sense, you yeah. put on that mode. And we always talk about accessibility here. That's such a great way to do it because I can foresee that if I'm playing this game for like 20 hours and I just want to beat the story and I can't get to the end of it, I'm going to say screw it and just put on the god mode and get to the end. But mm-hmm. It's really fun. The combat's fun. Um, it's It gets in that positive addicting mode where unlike the Avengers when there's really no point to it, you know, mm-hmm. you feel like there's a point. You get more story. Sure. You get more progression. Um, it, 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 it's really kind of hooked me. I probably put about four or five hours into it so far. Cool. Um, and I really recommend it. it. If you like gameplay and or story, it's definitely something that um, I can see you liking. So if you're someone who's sitting here being like, I don't want to spend $60 on the Avengers. If you want a game that kind of has that kind of gameplay with the progression, game like Hades is is the is the perfect game for you to play. What are you playing it on? I'm playing it on Switch. Got it, got it. I am I'm thoroughly enjoying it. What about you? Um, what have you been playing? 
So I've been playing a little bit of Control. I've talked about that a little bit throughout the past few weeks. That's a uh, hey, that's a good game. I was kind of 50-50 on it, it sort of when it started. Hey, that's a that's a solid game. I think I'm getting towards the end. I've been doing a lot of the side stuff. Um, I got like embarrassingly angry at it the other night because I was doing like I don't think this is a spoiler. There's like a like a jukebox that transports you to a different place. Are you familiar with what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? And uh, it's it's like timed combat trials and i thought that it was like an important side mission to do and i kept failing and i spent i'm like i'm not kidding i tried it like five or six times oh no and so i spent like an hour and a half to two hours trying to do this and i ended at 1 a.m because i was literally like okay i'm doing this one more time and if i can't do this i'm going to bed and i was so angry and i texted my brother about it because he uh he, he he really 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 liked control and i was like what am i supposed to do about this he's like yeah that's kind of like an end game thing. Like once you're like really powerful and I was like, hmm. Yeah, it's it's an end game thing that actually was released as like like free DLC, like a free DLC oh, update really? like a couple months after the game came out. Oh, so, well that makes sense. Yeah. It was it was like like getting to the point where I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like <laughs> what is what is the goal here? Am I like so th- that is that's comforting to know that I'm not just bad at video games. So I've been playing that on my on my own, and Elaine and I beat uh, Detroit Become Human. I have similar thought. I think everything we said last week about it, it's and it's probably sort of messaging. Even more true. Yeah, yeah, that could have been could have been a great game. Talking about talking about AI and and stuff like that. Instead, they wanted to do like the most basic racism allegory, but. Again, uh, to, was, to, to, to be to be very surface level on spoilers, did you escape the camp? Uh, see, here's the thing. Jaboy never got captured. Okay, because... So, <laughs> I'm a capital G gamer. So, Elena, when we play games, sometimes, you know, we'll be, like, on the, like right next to each other on the couch. Uh, and, like, you know, I'll have my arms around here on the controller. And there are times I'm like, hey, Elena, uh, I think it's about to go down. We need to, like untangle because because i don't want because there's like some like sometimes like the motion controls with the like the what's like the gyroscope or whatever it is in the controller i'm like i don't want to accidentally hit you in the face or something like that so it's gamer time um but no i did i did very well all the characters well uh all the characters (laughs) survived except for one but they died at the end of the story there there was a choice that i made that like killed this particular character but it felt like this story ended in a good spot because i yeah. mean i saw i looked up after it was done after we finished i looked up the, the like you know different endings or whatever and like the first places that some characters can die i was like oh my gosh that would yeah. just like ruin the game you know like because it's, it's not a satisfying end if it's like oh they died in a car accident right oh <laughs> like okay <laughs> to be game clear over, um, I guess. my characters did not escape the camp and oh no it it was probably like the worst possible ending for that character arc. <laughs> I I did I did look up some of the the camp stuff and that is extremely heavy handed. It, yeah. It's just like not appropriate at all. We're sort of just rehashing what we said last week, but so we finished that and so now we are playing because it's getting to be fall. October is we're on the heels of October, just about to be on October, and Ooh, so Elena was like, let's play. Yes, it's, I'm excited for it. The, the leaves are changing. So Elena was like, let's play a scary game. I was like, all right. So here's the thing. What kind of scary game do you want to play? Because she texted me and she was like, hey, have you heard of this game called Outlast? And I was like, uh, I have. I know Outlast. I've actually, I played it in high school, the whole thing. You would fucking hate it. Like, <laughs> like you would not like it. I, in fact, I don't think I would like it now. But um, 
So I talked to her about it a little bit. I was like, here, watch this trailer. And she's like, oh, yeah, I actually don't think I would like this at all. It was recommended to her by like a coworker or something. So I was like, all right, let's bring that back a little bit. Here are some here's some horror games that I would want to play. So we're, we're playing through the Resident Evil 2 remake because I have not played that one. Uh, and I really liked Resident Evil 7. And I heard that Resident Evil 2 is is in the, it's like obviously faithful to the original, but also a little bit more. Um, it, it's, it's similar in feel to, to that one. And it is spooky. It is very good. And I am enjoying it thoroughly. I like that it's a nice change of pace from games that we have been playing, like the Last of like zombie games, like The Last of Us, or I don't know what else. But the idea of like shooting something in the head one time, okay, it's over. Well, in Resident Evil, it's like they don't care. <laughs> it's, it's like being shot in the head. They're like, oh, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's a good game. It's scary. Yeah, it. I'm gonna add that to my list of uh, Resident Evil games that I've uh, that I own. I've just either will haven't played or just don't have the energy to play it i think i bought it when it was like 20 dollars on sale once right right i just have not had the like mood to play it because like it is stressful <laughs> i'm i am enjoying my time with resident evil 2 yeah it's still on uh, it's still on my yet to download game and probably never will be so what a waste of 20 dollars for me <laughs> well it's nice to know that you could enjoy it if if I, so, so I, I support these games i just won't play it you know yeah, use my money for fine. good dude i spent i spent way too much money on <laughs> i i ordered a physical copy of untitled goose game from okay. the from like whatever from, directly from the the developers because i'm like yeah i'll support an indie game even even though i know i can get it for 20 bucks on on uh the the switch store i'll i'll pay i think it was third listed as 30 dollars, and it ended up being 48 dollars with tax and shipping <laughs> and, it's, and it's not that i don't want to pay 48 dollars for goose game but maybe I was really wanting to pay more like 30 because the additional 18 on top of that was not maybe yeah, it just kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it was kind of yeah. the kind of thing where like my credit card information was already entered and it was like continue to shipping. I was like, okay, cool. An extra $10 sales tax, an extra $8. I was like, well, it's already in there. Goose game is on its way. I'm excited for it. <laughs> do you know, do you know how you could have avoided spending that much on untitled goose game? I mean, just through like the e-store? Uh, no, you could have uh, got Game Pass and had it on Game Pass because Untitled Goose Game is on Game Pass. Is it on Game Pass? I didn't know it that. It is I on it Game was just Pass, on Switch. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. I, I, that actually, that segues pretty well into our, our main topic of conversation today. So, on I believe the 21st, I might be making that up because today is the 17th. Actually, I think it was the 21st. Time has Last no Monday. meaning. Time has on no Monday, meaning. Let, me, uh, let me preface it. On Monday, it was announced that Microsoft had purchased ZeniMax Studios for a cool, I believe, $7.5 billion. <laughs> Gee, that's it. That's not that much, right? I, I'll say it. That's a chunk of change. That's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's, quite the, that's so much money. But, but I mean, I, originally when I heard that, I was like, okay, well, what is Zenim Like, you, you know, that's the kind of name where like, okay, I, I know ZeniMax, but what do, what is in ZeniMax? That is worth seven point five billion dollars. Oh, oh! <laughs> so right? in, inside Zenimax, um, Zenimax, Zenimax, I think is like the parent company for studios like Arcane, Bethesda, ID Software, Machine Games, Tango GameWorks, and then also Zenimax Online. Which means that Microsoft just acquired the the studios that are in charge of. I'm going to just read this list straight down. Dishonored, Prey, Deathloop, Elder Scrolls, Doom, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, Ghostwire Tokyo, and then Elder Scrolls Online. 
which that's crazy as well as fallout yeah right and and uh quake i think with, with id software that's insane that is that's insane i cannot think of uh any move other like like any move that would have suddenly just skyrocketed xbox to a place of more relevance with one yeah. purchase yeah and I think, you know, kind of on the business end of this, the fact that this these companies cost $7.5 billion, I think that's awesome that, you know, ZeniMax is primarily a video game, like, umbrella parent company, that that these studios are worth that much money. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome for video games as, yeah. a, as an industry. Shows you how important some of these studios are. But, like, let's even take Bethesda for, for an example here. Bethesda has its own press conference at E3. right. Like that alone is big enough to be a huge purchase, but the fact that it was also arcane and id and like that's it's 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 so good, and and it, I think we we were talking about this a little bit before the show. This has made like turned around, like this has made me so excited for the future of Xbox, which is not something that I was maybe super anticipating, other than like you know Halo and the implications of game pass and, and stuff like that. Like other than that, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, Xbox is fine. I'm, I, you know, I might get one a few years down the line or, or whatever, but with this, this is huge because uh, let me pull up this article. Um, okay. So this is from, uh, Xbox and I'm just going to read the headline of this article. This is by, um, Austin proven Nelson, uh, from September 26th. It's a, it is titled this. Bethesda founder comments on Microsoft's acquisition of companies saying what Microsoft owns, Sony cannot get, which is almost it's not it's not confirming anything, but it is certainly, you know, adding some some fuel to the fire of people talking about like, well, are Bethesda games and, you know, id games and whatever, are they going to be exclusives to Xbox? And it seems like maybe because even uh, someone else said, I think Phil Spencer said, like, you know, we're going to take these games like case on a case-by-case basis about ex- exclusivity, which I think is really cool. But at the end of the day, like, it really is going to suit them well if they're saying, nope, it's all going to be exclusive. Yeah, but even if they don't say that, let's just take a moment to say that they're going to continue to release all of these things. Because they've, they've similarly done this when they purchased uh, Minecraft and Mojang, right? They, right, right, right. They right. still are releasing that everything because business-wise, like taking something as popular and and limiting where you can get it, I, I don't think that helps that company. It might help people no. come to you know Xbox, but it doesn't right. help the overall company. Um, let's just say they keep everything on, on every platform that it currently is. But then they just, here we go again, add it to Game Pass. So for that $15, you get all of these games and all of these backlogs and all the new games on Game Pass. Why would I buy it the, these on are anything like, else? These are like grade A, capital V, capital G video games. Right. <laughs> like this is like, I mean, th- this is this is like the industry standard for great games for, for the most part, you know, like obviously there's some, there's some like preference and, and there are certain right. entries in series that are maybe better than others, but, but this is so important and so exciting. And again, because like, okay, if all these games go up on game pass and all the future installments of these games go out on game pass day one, which I mean, that seems like that's the general plan for game pass. Then, then, it is going to be a waste of money to not be on Game Pass and to be playing on, 
you know, a Microsoft machine, wh- whatever oh, absolutely. it may be. And like with the with these studios, you know, even if they release two to three games a year, you know, like that are, are major games to play and you can go and get them on Xbox where the best experience is, where you get more, you know, uh, support, you get more uh, DLC, you get it at first, it, you know, they have a timed exclusivity, whatever it is. If you're, if you think and you start to associate Elder Scrolls with Microsoft, you have Game Pass, you play it there, like yeah. it's going to, like they can still make money on other systems. So if someone only has a PlayStation Five, they can still buy it if they want. It's not going to hurt the the image of Bethesda. You can still get it there. But then right. it only makes more people want to get Game Pass at that point yeah. and want to be on Microsoft. And it goes with the um, Outer Worlds. Like right, Outer right. Worlds, uh, it's on everything. Um, and it was on Game Pass because Microsoft kind of bought that studio. Uh, what was that studio? Obsidian. I know this. Obsidian. They bought Obsidian like kind of later in the process, mm-hmm. and uh, they just kept the model like, all right, that's fine. We'll release on everything else, but we're going to put it on Game Pass. And yeah. I played it on Game Pass when I am someone who wouldn't have. I would not have played it on Microsoft, but then it was on Game Pass. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and it turns out you know, it's great. Like, turns it's great. Out it's it's awesome. Yeah. Right. And like, I have no incentive to go and, and, and put my PlayStation on. And I think like really what that does is it, it makes it less likely for me to turn my PlayStation on. Yeah. You know? Totally. <laughs> and, and if that's if that's the case, I think they're doing a great uh, thing here by doing this, even if they do the consumer friendly mo- move and uh, keep releasing everything uh, on all the systems that they have. Because I think that's a way to like make the most money. Like, why yeah. would they why would they want to turn off the, you know, over 100 million people on PlayStation for uh, slash whoever many are on PlayStation five by not putting them on those systems that they're missing money if they do that. But this is awesome. Do you think it was awkward? when like obsidian like do you think it'll be awkward on that first day when like i I don't know i assume this is not how it works but like you know bethesda is going to move into the same office as obsidian and they're going to be sitting like next to each other it's like hey so you guys are kind of making our games now but like better (laughs) i think because they've got they've got you know outer worlds which is just fallout but they were like what if we made this better and then they've got this new one what's it called the it was just like a 30 second teaser trailer at uh, the, one of the showcases. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah, about. some guy shot an air about, yes. It's like, hey, we're making a, your your fantasy games, but just better with some of the people who sort of were involved in the beginning of your old ones. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the awkward, like water cooler conversation. And, yeah, yeah. and you know, hey, I think that can be an awkward interaction for them to have, whatever. But I don't care about them. I care about what that means for me as a gamer. Like, well, that's right, awesome right. that I have more opportunities to play these games. And what's to stop them from being like, hey, why don't why don't we give Fallout new the next Fallout game to Obsidian? Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, they made Fallout New Vegas. Right. So, like, so, like give it back to them. They, you know, make yeah. a New Vegas 2. And or, they, or merge them together. And, and, yeah, like, exactly. that's, that's like, awesome. Like that—that that is only going to be a positive thing in general. Um, you know, some might argue that would it, it devalues the purchase of Obsidian. I don't think so at all. I think it no. only is going to make things better for gamers, better for the studio that they have better support. Um, I, think of all like think of where Bethesda and Zenimax Games how they've revitalized so many series recently. When yeah. you're thinking about um, how Doom went from being kind of a joke. Uh, in terms with, of with like Doom three, modern yeah. Doom three and what that was to now people love Doom and Doom Eternal. By the way, I'm so excited. I've been waiting. This is I, I don't know if this is bad for um, uh, 
uh, <laughs> for uh, id. But I've been waiting to purchase Doom Eternal on the PC yeah. because they say it's it, it's easier to play with all the controls with the mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Guess what's coming to Game Pass? Well, it's on Game Pass now, right? right uh, starting mm-hmm. what? I think October first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you? So you haven't played it yet? I haven't played. I, I mean, I played the first Doom, um, right. but I've been waiting to play the new one on my mouse and keyboard. But here we go. I'm going to be playing it now on Game Pass. Like, hey, Doom Eternal. That's a good game. I right. Play, I, it's that's a good game. I really liked it. Um, the Wolfenstein games, uh, all oh of those, gosh. they're awesome. I think the story is great. I think they're a little hard. Well, but let me, I'm a bad let me gamer. Say, with a, a big gamer. asterisk, I don't think the Wolfenstein Youngbloods is any good at all. Uh, you know that one? I have not played Youngbloods. I know it's out there. Um, but I think that was just kind of like that was like them trying a new system and trying to see what they could do with it. And they just ended up releasing a game. I think, well, I think that the problem is that a lot of people, I mean, you hear Wolfenstein now and you're like, okay, I know what kind of game that is. And then when they said, okay, we're doing, you know, a co-op kind of loot and shoot, you know, game, that is not what all the other Wolfenstein games have been. And so I think that because people went in with ex- expectations about like, hey, this is, you know, a new Wolfenstein game and it's, it's actually not really, I think that personally, I think that hurt it a little bit, but um, I think that. Other, other than that, I, and and so because of that, I, I just don't particularly love it. But uh, other than that, all the Wolfenstein games are great, and I, I think I I think that Wolfenstein Two got a lot of flack for it being really hard. I think that it's actually the fact that it is hard, really, um, up until the first half, uh, with with no spoilers. Have you played it? I played the first half. Okay. Well, there's there's a there's a there's a, a big thing that happens. Uh, and after that, it becomes a lot easier because the whole idea, yeah, uh, because the whole idea is that you are playing as this old, tired man whose body is broken. And so, the, so yeah, you're going to die really quick because you're not like in the prime of your life. You're actually having a really hard time with, with everything. So, yeah, well, um, I, like even the fact that Young Blood, you know, where, do you know where uh, I could play that if I wanted to? I believe that's on Game Pass. And it's on Game Pass. So, like, that just adds to that whole thing. Like, even if you're not, like, 100% into that. And I think that was kind of, like, one of those DLC things that, like, that they could have released, but they ended up making it a little bit bigger. Probably yeah, extending yeah. the gameplay with that looter shooter type of stuff. Or not looter shooter. The Is it lo- looter shooter? Yeah, it's kind of like a run and gun. Yeah. Uh, like, so, I think so. There's, like, loot. Well, it's, it's not, like, upgrade loot, I don't think. Yeah. But, my memory serves. But it's, like, leveling up, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like something like that, they just released it on Game Pass as like kind of an experiment. And that kind of like they don't, they can just try new things. And I think right now they're like, okay, on our next full Wolfenstein entry, we're not going to try a gameplay mode like this because so (laughs) many people disliked it. I don't know. The first Wolfenstein, it was one of those games that was like shockingly hard. And I remember the last boss was something I wanted to pull my hair out when I was playing. I literally had to hide under a staircase and like (laughs) try to like block the bullets from that final person and try to shoot his little leg and i basically beat that boss by like (laughs) hiding under that staircase shooting his leg occasionally when i ran out of ammo to have to like sprint around (laughs) trying to get it as the whole place started lighting on fire i'm Uh, sure that really makes you feel powerful and cool huh (laughs) at uh, the end of the game (laughs) yeah yep definitely a power trip there folks (laughs) it's a good game it's it's a really good game but like yeah go on this is going back to the the zenimax uh acquisition like this is this is a company that's turning these these that have have taken properties that aren't great and have made them awesome. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the current 
Microsoft properties. Used to be great, but are not awesome anymore. And yeah, if you, you get this kind of company like working with your other first party studios, it elevates everything that is not even just the ZeniMax things. It elevates yeah. literally all your other studios. More resources, um, more more help, more programming. Halo uh, Infinite's having some troubles right now. We They just acquired all these companies that can do nothing but but throw resources, people, and help to that to make sure it is the Halo we all want. Can you imagine an id Software Halo game? Oh my god, Master Chief, like... Oh, that is so great. So I guess the the thing that, uh, if we're thinking about the chess game of console wars here... Yes. Uh, we basically have uh, Microsoft taking their queen, moving it to uh, E4, looking Sony right in the eye and saying, check. Dang. Now, if Sony does nothing... It'll be checkmate. So what do they have to do in order do you, to counter this? Do you really think that? Because here's here's the thing. I, I saw a lot of people being like like very embarrassing on Twitter talking about like I can't like Sony's gonna be just fine. They're gonna come back with this like super great plan because we know that we're gonna back them. And it's like, dude, like it's not that deep. My, like they Microsoft acquired this these studios and are gonna make great games for you. Like, and, and if you don't, if you, if they end up saying like, okay, you know what? And, uh, you know, we just sort of talked about this and we don't think that this is necessarily going to be the case, but if it was, if they came out and they said, all these games are going to be, the future installments of these games are going to be exclusive to our hardware. If you don't buy that, that the hardware to, and you're complaining about like, well, these games aren't coming over here. I mean, obviously, you know, money is a, its own separate thing but like if if you have the opportunity to buy that kind of thing and and not play it then you are missing out because they're going to make great games and that's going to be a a really really great investment because if you i mean just look at the amount of studios and the amount of games that are going to come out for that but what does sony need to do i think they just need to continue making quality games you know they they have all of their first party titles that they've sort of become the unspoken like champion of the single player narrative based you know, great acting performance based games. And I don't think that that is, I, I think that that's going to hold up just fine against this. What do you think? I'm just laughing because I just got an achievement um, on Xbox on my computer notification. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get an achievement for? Um, uh, my girlfriend's playing uh, Tell Me Why currently. Oh, gotcha. And it just popped up. Just a funny little like, hey, remember <laughs> me? Um, so I think, I think that the, that, this is potentially the beginning of a shift in momentum for both of the companies in which Microsoft is now having all the momentum on their side and Mike and Sony has to has to catch up or do something to make sure they keep momentum with them. Mm-hmm. And it's it to me the games I, I, I still think that that Sony has some of the best first party studios and some of the best games um, that you can only get on uh, PlayStation. And I, I think that I'm not worried about this purchase hurting those games from Sony. They'll still be mm-hmm. fine. But what starts to happen 
is a lot of people keep saying that Xbox has been doing all the right consumer-friendly moves, that they are going out of their way to make Game Pass the best uh, deal in gaming, to make every yep. game work from uh, any Xbox work on your on your new Series X or Series S. Uh, they are you know constantly doing things that are consumer-friendly and making Xbox the place where you want to play. And people would mm-hmm. always say, well, they don't have the games. They don't have as good of a games as Sony. I still think that's that's true, but now the 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 turn has shifted significantly with those studios that they got with Zenimax. Now they yeah. have games, and they have an even bigger reason to go over to that ecosystem to play those Microsoft games. And that I I would say uh, that Microsoft has been doing so many things right yeah. for this next generation about how they're marketing it, what they're doing with their plan. Uh, what they're saying uh, in terms of you know how much they you know everything just seems to be going right for them and that cannot be said to PlayStation. PlayStation is stumbling. They are tripping over themselves in terms of their marketing, uh, mm-hmm. how they're how they're saying things are going to be released. Uh, what where's Miles Morales going to be able to be on? Can you play it on PS4, PS5? Right, right. All of this stuff is just it is problematic enough when you're mm-hmm. thinking about the consumer thing. And PlayStation games, they pretty much said that they're going to start to be $70. Yeah. Even if that's the case for Xbox, you got Game Pass where all their first-party games go on for $15. Like, that is, like, that is awesome. Like, that is such a good deal for these new games that Sony doesn't have something to counter that. And even that, uh, the game, uh, not Game Pass, the uh, PS Plus Plus Gold or whatever that they're coming Uh, out with. No, no, the 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 one with all the... Yeah, I, like yep. that's a that's a good deal, but Sony has been, you know, quoted on saying that it doesn't make financial sense for them to put their new games on a system like that. Right, right. And well, and and also, I mean, you look at people who okay, sure, that's great for people who are new to PlayStation, but I mean, I've been chunking through those ga- like those exclusives over the past year or so, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of drying up on on those games to play. I'm, I assume you've probably played a lot of those games and so yeah that's it's cool for people who are going to be new to this but for people like us who have already sort of been here it's not really a deal we need because it's like okay well if i want to play the ones that i haven't played if i'm trying to get in the last guardian or whatever like i'll just get that and not have to deal with you know everything else yeah like, and I get it probably for cheaper and I still have a ton of games on PlayStation that I've purchased, like Resident Evil 2, that I haven't played yet, that I can go through yep. my library and, and play them on PlayStation 4, probably not PlayStation 5 even. But you know, going back to just looking at Game Pass, and I'm, I'm literally, I get excited about all the potential games I could play. Still haven't necessarily played them yet, but I could play them if I have the time and I want to. And I'm yeah. already paying for the service, and I'm already like having this stuff. And like that is, I, I think that's just such an amazing uh thing that xbox has that playstation doesn't and they are the the industry leader right now they are still the ones sitting on top of the world and i don't think that the issue this generation like it was between ps3 and not ps2 and ps3 how they were like we're gonna make this thing get a second job to play for this 600 pay for this 600 system you'll love it um that was their problem with ps3 but with, with PS5, they're still doing good things with it. Like, I think they're still trying to be consumer-friendly and consumer-conscious. It's just they are they are stumbling over the finish line with this, with this release. And uh, the consumers are already looking at them negatively. They're worried about them. And now you have 
Microsoft who's done this crazy move, a move that I don't even think Sony can afford. <laughs> well, uh, <they laughs> even if they wanted can, to, right, right? But also, like, okay, let's say, let's say they could afford it. What studio would they buy? You know, like, what would they acquire? Like, what's bigger than Bethesda and ID and Machine Games and Arcane? Like, and and what could they buy that has the arrow pointing up? Like right. I, I I would think like hey maybe they could uh, do what they 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 should go and buy Sega like right great mm-hmm. that's fine but what's looking up from Sega? Aliens Colonial Marines too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what Capcom Capcom are they going to buy Capcom? Why why would Capcom want to do that? I mean there's there's no reason for for a thing like I'm try, like you know trying to think of like what's that big company to buy that would like counter this? And I don't think it's about necessarily buying other things. Sony needs to work now on being as consumer friendly and open as Microsoft is. That's their kind of next their next step right. and uh, I nothing about the PS5 looks like this is going to be something that can happen in a couple years. But they need to start thinking about what their what their answer is, whether it's buying more studios, which isn't going to necessarily help, or fixing what PS Now is, fixing what PlayStation Plus is, making them the place to go to to just blade through all these different games that you can play and want to go there. Um, without spending an arm and a leg seventy dollars, because while I don't think spending seventy dollars is something that is crazy, I think with how expensive video games are, seven point five billion dollars for Zenimax, by the way, right? <laughs> you know, like I don't think like charging more money for these games is is a bad no. thing. When you have it next to Game Pass, it is a bad thing. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Uh, it also, so um, they had said I don't have the exact quotation in front of me, but. When, when talking about like stuff with exclusivity and, and things of that nature, they had sort of referenced to the way that Sony has a deal with for the Avengers with, you know, exclusive characters like Spider-Man or whoever. And so they basically said something along the lines of, you know, we could do something like that now where, okay, game's going to come out on, yeah, it'll come out on the PS5 or whatever, whatever down the line too. However, there's going to be more content with us or there's going to be better stuff with us and, and things of that nature. Additionally, I was just thinking, yeah. like, what if it was as simple as, like, in Skyrim, you don't have to go through the tutorial at the <laughs> beginning of it. Like, <laughs> on Microsoft, you could skip through the tutorial with a single That's button. Awesome. That would be a game changer. <laughs> You're awake. Um, so uh, this is from an article uh, on Bloomberg.com. So let me find the title of this. This is Microsoft to buy Bethesda for $7.5 billion to boost Xbox. This is by uh, Dina Bass. Bass? However, you pronounce that, and J- all about the base, base, and uh, Jason Schreier. This is on uh, September twenty first. The this is a quotation from Microsoft Chief Executive Office, uh, Officer uh, Satya Nadella. Basically, in, in an interview, she had said this: "With the acquisition of Bethesda, we metaphorically and literally double our gaming content capacity." And you know, maybe she's saying Bethesda shorthand for. Zenimax and, and whatever else but I mean even if you look at just Bethesda yeah that's you know you get all the Elder Elder Scrolls stuff minus the online but you got that anyway with Zenimax online and then you got all the Fallout stuff and then whatever else they may or may not be working on that's already huge and then you look at the other stuff that's on there and it's it's crazy big it's crazy big yeah and if you just have as I was saying before you just have that kind of those resources added to your first party studios yeah like that's only going to help everything. It uh, it ra- uh, a rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, there you go. That, hey, I like that. Officially, I like that. I have to say that 
this was the first time in any of this stuff that made me think about getting a series um, uh, X sooner rather than later. Me too. I totally agree. And I, I believe the deal's not finalized until 2021 when I was like kind of doing a little bit of research okay. on this. So it's still not final and everything. And there's still like uh, some of the, the exclusives um, on uh, PlayStation 5, like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Right. I believe those are timed exclusives, are. but those deals are still being held on, on, on PlayStation 5 for now. Um, but once these, once these effects and these kind of like changes start to happen it's going to be hard for me not to to pull the trigger on the series x even though i'm sitting here on my computer saying i i can just play it on my computer having that home console that plays things in 4k yeah. like i think that's going to be that's gonna be nice to have sounds like they just have to like tie up some loose ends and then it's like all right yeah yeah we'll wrap up let's wrap up what we've been doing and then let's let's go full steam from here all right up next we're gonna rank our favorite top five xbox franchises uh, and, and Justin, I'm looking at your list here. I'm looking at mine as well. And we have uh, a little bit of discrepancy. So I'm going to read my list <laughs> and then I want you to read your list. Well, and then, yeah, what's up? B- before we get into the ranking though, like if you were to ask me to do this a week ago, I could literally not sit here and have a, a list of five, <laughs> right, right. Like series on uh microsoft or xbox that i would be completely stoked about i mean there's games i like but we're talking about like what went from uh being a couple games that i like to play occasionally or like have fond memories of to suddenly there are five franchises that i'm excited for on xbox yeah because of this this deal so this this whole like idea of putting a list together like this is kind of crazy that i can do this now they made it they definitely made it easier to to make a list like this that's for sure right all right so here's my list and and i believe this is in no particular order uh Mm -hmm. but but so so understand that as it is so i have wolfenstein halo the elder scrolls doom and outer worlds as my top five so my top five uh is elder scrolls gears of war fable Prey, and then I put Fallout, Outer Worlds, kind of next to each other. Yeah, they kind of. Um, and I know they're not the same, but like the that I'm at least connecting those two things a little bit in my head. But let's just say, for all intents and purposes, Fallout because that's the one that's more of a of a series franchise. Right, right. Um, so here's the thing. My my big my big problem here on your list is Prey. Oh, okay. The- I thought you were gonna say Halo. <laughs> Oh no, because <laughs> Halo, Halo would not be on my list, um, regardless of before or after the. It's not like something knocked Halo off right, my list. Right. Halo is actively not something I really care about. That's that's interesting because like, I guess I guess my problem is thinking about Halo. Like, if you were to ask me, like, what are the best moments in Halo games? I'd talk about okay, well, probably you know, like the end of Halo Reach, or some of the some of the scenes from Halo ODST that I really liked, or even like. I'm giving the Covenant back their bomb in Halo 2 or like landing. Like there's so many, in my opinion, memorable moments from Halo. Uh, and and none of them for me come from Halo 4 or 5. Yeah, right. Like, and and I guess that's a you know, that's a pretty big problem. But 
so so that that is but and and that's the thing like the trajectory of halo for me ha- is down sure yeah like if you were to ask me this question when when halo first came out when i first bought my xbox like that's a very different conversation to have because i'd be excited about where it's going but like there's nothing that's happened with halo and specifically with all the halo infinite stuff that's happening that makes me say halo is something i'm excited for right right like i'll i'll play it especially if i have game pass but like i'll play it but i'm not excited for it and unless they do a turnaround and they change where this game is going i'm not excited yeah. for it as a series I, I i totally agree and i totally understand so i guess my inclusion of halo is referring to one two three odst and reach and mm-hmm. i guess that's it <laughs> no I, I but even then like I, I think it's a totally valid thing i think people love halo have fond memories of halo i have fond memories of halo but i'm not excited it's not one of my favorite um xbox franchises to uh, today as we sit here in 2020. I, I completely understand, but I would like to talk to you about Prey. Are you referring to, because I, I don't know where like the rights to Prey live. I assume you're referring to the game that came out in what, like 2017? Or are you referring to the old one, that, not like old, like the 2008 one? So the, the Prey itself as a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- to say that Prey is like one of my favorite games of all time, that's not true. Yeah. But, but thinking about the fact that we now have Prey, that series, that idea on Xbox consoles and that I really enjoyed the the re-release of Prey or the reimagining of hmm. Prey a lot. And I'm only excited to see where it goes next because I feel like that first game was such a positive direction um, in the series. And I can't wait to say what you hear what you say about it. But um, I'm just excited to see what the next one would look like. Yeah, I fucking hated that game. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I hated, hated, hated that game. Uh, basically, it's it's crazy because I was really excited to play it. Um, you know, you you look at the things that is so clearly heavily influenced by you know Bioshock and System Shock and whatever else, and it just for me didn't do a single thing that was interesting. Again, this is my opinion, so this is clearly not objective as it is my own opinion but it it just to me didn't do anything interesting or new or the ideas that it did have i didn't think it implemented them really well it was the kind of thing prey is an arcane right that's an arcane game Mm -hmm. arcane has this whole thing that is that a lot of gaming has adopted and i don't know if arcane was the first one to you know do this with the original dishonored or whatever but they their whole thing is like you know play your way you know, tackle these puzzles, these these ob- obstacles in however way you want to with however you're playing the game. And in games like Dishonored, uh, or at least in, in the, those two games, or there, there's like a third kind of Death of the Outsider is like a expansion, whatever. Uh, th- those games, I have found that, okay, yeah, there are multiple ways to approach these situations. And okay, how are you going to get inside? Well, there's windows you can go in through the sewers or there's like just straight up a front door like all sorts of things depending on how you want to do it the prey i would look up like okay well what i would get stuck and i would look up a solution to like a puzzle or something like that and instead of listing like here are all the solutions and it being like you know five six different things that you could do it's like two like okay we well, could go around back or you could go around front it's like well fine i, I, I didn't feel that like any of the ideas were super fleshed out or did anything particularly interesting. Like I thought the glue gun is a cool idea, but other than using it at the beginning, I didn't really find it to be super great. 
I thought the idea was cool of like, okay, well, you're splicing your genes together with the aliens. And the more you do that, the more uh, security systems will will target you and, and you're not going to be human anymore. I thought that's a really cool idea that is almost like taking the idea from the original Bioshock and, and taking it one step further about like, what is happening to you when you're, you know, mixing your DNA with other things? Like, okay, yeah, you're, there's going to be some changes in you. Um, I didn't understand that if you did it one time, then you were now labeled as an alien. <laughs> so I did it once and because I was like, yeah, I would love to have superpowers instead of this bad pistol. Uh, and <laughs> and it was like, cool. You have superpowers, but also machines hate you. You're not going to be able to pass any sort of human test. Like, it just it just didn't do a single thing for me. I and you beat it, right? Yep. Okay. I I just really enjoyed it because I felt like near the end of the game, I had so specked not into a, a build that was combat ready that I had to really go about the world and thinking about what happened in that world in a creative way about how to use turrets, how to use distractions, mm-hmm. how to use things to get around a lot of the bad guys. Um, I, I haven't played this game since for a year or so, so I kind of forgot like what are the bad guys like those like just really hard black blobs. Yeah. But like how to those those the ones that kind of hunted you down in a more kind of scary way, um, how to like kill them effectively when you don't have good like combat stats right, and stuff right. because that was all in like the hacking stuff, and like the world's like to really appreciate the game for me was when you had to do a lot of the trying to get in the hidden rooms because a lot of them they would be like you could hack in or mm-hmm. you can find another way in and there was just so many ways to kind of go about and explore that world find the right passcodes where are the passcodes hitting exploring around like that and I also really liked how the station itself changed throughout the game and how kind of big and crazy that that space station was yeah. and how you know some of the rooms lost their gravity later in the game and how there was all a bunch of different like ways to traverse it and it was just like to me this is going to probably be a controversial opinion i enjoyed this game way more than any of the bioshock games really um, in terms of the con uh, in terms of the the story itself i liked a lot wow. um i thought it was cool how you're interacting with that story and going through uh with a lot of the characters and the scientists and trying to communicate with them save people if you save people they would be uh, able to help you later mm-hmm. or if you let them die then you never got those opportunities to help those people right um the the you know, the fact that a lot of the, the gameplay, there was like the hidden timer that you didn't really know things were going bad and people were getting, I, I forget, there's like, if, if you didn't move fast enough, more people would be infected or something. I forget exactly what that was. Got it. Again, this is my, my brain not going, but there was a lot of the stuff that, that is just, was so fun to explore and, and do that. I really, you know, it was one of those games, like if I went and played this again from the beginning, it would be totally different. And um, how I go went about those puzzles, I spammed the quick saves like crazy sure, trying to get sure. through some of these puzzles with my like with the build I had. And it was just I, I felt like there was so much freedom with your upgrade tree and, and so many different ways that you could go and you'd be locked out of certain things by not choosing some options. And I, I just really enjoyed it. And I and I would be excited to see um, where it would go next. And I never played the original Prey when that came out, so I don't really have a, a way to speak from it. But this is like the the one in 2017 was essentially a different video game than that in terms of like the story, other than it was space and aliens. Yeah. Um, I like the glue the 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 glue cannon like to get around the world, and that helped you traverse things. Um, I liked how a lot of the stuff felt limited. It was just I enjoyed it. And again, it's not my favorite video game of all time. Um, it's not like the thing that is crazy, but when I'm looking at, okay, this could be a game that comes out with a sequel, um, out of all the other games on this list, ones I played, it was something I was excited about. And guess what? If you have game pass, you don't have to buy it. (laughs) 
that yeah it's there yes that's true so okay so also you you know you've got fallout on here i don't particularly like fallout i liked new vegas okay but it's never been my thing i've always been more of an elder scrolls kind of guy uh, outer worlds i is on my list and i i did re- i really enjoyed outer worlds um I, I could I think I could talk a lot about the Outer Worlds. Uh, the expansion's out, isn't it? Or am I making that up? Yes. Did, have, have you played, played it? it? I, I have not. not. Okay. <laughs> Jinx. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shows how much I really liked it. No, that's 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 the kind of thing that I would want to get to. Or or it's also hard sometimes when like DLC like that comes out. Like later, we're like, okay, now I got to get back into this game and remember the systems, remember what I was good at, remember whatever. Uh, so that might be the kind of thing that I wait to really visit until I'm sure there's going to be one more DLC or something of that nature. Um, because I, while I didn't love the gameplay of the outer worlds, I thought that the characters were really great. And I like the girl, uh, poverty is wonderful. And a lot of the other crewmates I, I really did enjoy, but, um, I also, I get nothing out of gears of war. You have ri- that written down on your list and I played uh, it. I mean, I played them when they came out. I was probably a little too young to, be seeing that but <laughs> um but yeah they, they do nothing for me especially seeing just how long the series has gone on it's kind of like please please no yeah go going to the the fallout outer worlds thing i think what outer worlds did so well was they condensed the story down and yeah. it wasn't like overly bloated with a lot of the world yeah. and the things that you were doing and i love that the reason i put fallout over outer worlds is because i don't really know if outer worlds is going to be a series sure at this point i really i really wonder about now that there's fallout and outer worlds where are we going to focus like what has more like brand recognition what if bethesda just like dudes take fallout make a fallout game and again it was great with new vegas what if we obsidian just had fallout that's fine (laughs) i mean you know what i mean like i think that's awesome. I think that would be a great thing. That would be a that that would be a great way to to fix Fallout. I think if the one thing Fallout for the issues with that game for me was it was just the story itself was kind of eh overall, and yeah. it was such a big world that things just kind of like the jankiness of everything really started to like fall through at a certain point. I mean, that's, um, that's very typical Bethesda games, though. It, you know exactly. So if 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 the the um, Obsidian takes Fallout, they shrink it down to make something similar in size of what Outer Worlds was. Mm-hmm. Maybe give it, make it a little bit more goofy than it actually is. Like that could be a, a cool way to take it. Of course, it could still make an Outer Worlds too, but I don't think either company right now is focusing so much on Fallout or Outer Worlds with their other future properties coming out. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, um gears of war for me though is one of those that uh i'm uh, correct it dude bros that's how that that's right. the best way yes. to describe the first couple of them but if we're thinking about a game with an arrow pointing up about i cannot wait to see what is next um would be uh gears i, really? I really think after gears of war 5 um and uh i have not fully played through that game mm-hmm. i've only kind of explored around with it a little bit with my wonderful loving um <laughs> game pass world (laughs) um just to like kind of like see a little bit about how that game has changed and uh i didn't really get to the open world parts that they were talking Mm -hmm. about but like the story quality is so high on that is it way better than it was oh my god i remember it just used to be like big men yelling at me about stuff that i couldn't control and there was one guy who had a dead wife and that's all I, I, I highly recommend you you go to Gears of War four and five and at least see what the stories are like okay. because there's there's clearly with the coalition 
Um, they know what they're doing with this franchise. And I think um, what used to be the big man bros has changed in a really good way. Oh, cool. And uh, I'm only kind of excited for that. And even I'm thinking about like the multiplayer of it. Um, Gears, I don't know if you ever got into horde mode. Uh, no, but it was like the first one that did. That it was like the first stuff, right? one, and I still think there's there there like there's just so many good things about Gears yeah. that I still think Horde mode is one of the things to um, think about when we're thinking about Gears of War that's unique to other um, first person shooters. And part of the reason I'm not enthusiastic about Halo is because if I'm going to play multiplayer um, and I'm going to play multiplayer shooter, it's not going to be Halo multiplayer. Yeah, that's I don't true. I don't find those as fun as like something like I don't know Fortnite. I know it's not a first person shooter, but Call of Duty is a better first person yeah. shooter for that. Um, there, there are. I just thought about why isn't there a horde mode in Fortnite? And then I think of the save the world mode, and that's kind of it. But well, that is what Fortnite is. That's what the game, it, the paid game, is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh is the that world. what that was like, called? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's ki- well, it's kind of like what what horde mode is. It's a little bit it's more like a zombie horde, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, and then maybe maybe, maybe I should just play uh, Fortnite. <laughs> just get super. Can you be a Fortnite streamer now? No, no. <laughs> um, and then one more game I want to talk about on on this list of. Uh, Xbox exclusives is uh, Star Wars Connect. So my favorite part about Star Wars Connect is the original songs that they made. Are you familiar with this at all? I'm trying to read your face right now. <laughs> is this true? Yeah. Do you know the song? I think it's Solo by um, Jason Derulo. No. I'm Solo. I'm so now. That's I'm from so Star, now. Star Wars Connect. So I don't, so, I'm tr- Star Wars Connect created the song Han Solo. Han Solo. Han so- this is true. Look it up. It's so good. Uh, it talks about being frozen in carbonite. Uh, there's like a line. It's like, now I'm free. <laughs> the carbonite is gone. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I am joking, of course. Uh, I'm not joking that that exists. That is a thing. And, and all of that is very, very funny and very good. Uh, but what I, what I am, I, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, The Evil Within. Have you played The Evil Within? I have. Uh, both of them or just one? Because I've only played the first one. I've only played uh, the first one to a certain point. Okay, so I finished it because uh, when I got an Xbox One, I had like three games. One of them was The Evil Within. Because the if you remember, they had like an E3 trailer that was like really good. It was really scary. It was, it's like the first 15 minutes of the actual game where you are running around like a dilapidated hospital away from a spooky guy with a chainsaw. You don't have any guns, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the game starts and that is completely unrepresentative of the rest of that game. <laughs> like it's just not, it's, it's Resident Evil 4. Uh, and that's great because Resident Evil 4 is great. But um, there's there's really, the game is fun enough. It's it's like, it's got a good atmosphere. You know, it's kind of spooky. So do you, you like Evil Within? Uh, I liked it enough to not play the sequel. trying trying to dig deep into that one because i feel like i really enjoyed uh the first part of it Mm -hmm. but then once you get into the forest area after that car crash thing and the game does become resident evil 4 that's where it kind of fell apart for me um i i'm i'm not the biggest fan of resident evil 4 once you get out Mm -hmm. of the initial village um okay i it the the game itself is just a little bit too actiony for me yeah sure Uh, resident evil 4 and i guess 
Evil Within also kind of follows those tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, like, a game, and you know, me and Scary Games to begin with, but, like, a game like Resident Evil 2 is, it's a little bit action-y, but it's, like, a shooter, but it is, like, more creepy, and I'm more interested in playing a, a Resident Evil game like that over one that's more of the... Action, whatever. Of the action-y, over-the-shoulder, mm-hmm. hard combat kind of thing. Yeah. But I know that seems to be, like, one of those... Um, things that are in conflict with each other well you want to play resident evil 2 but you don't like evil within why but yeah but i think they're different experiences i totally agree because i think that like something like resident evil 2 establishes a much better atmosphere and establishes a much more coherent Mm -hmm. story i mean obviously they're using the story from the original one which is there is a man inside a police station which Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) it's, it's not like the most complicated thing but the evil within like there's there's no cohesion between the different i'm just gonna go say it it's a very japanese game yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's very true. But uh, second one apparently was pretty good. Uh, didn't play it. Had no interest. So, <laughs> oh, real quick before before we wrap up, uh, did you have you ever played the Elder Scrolls Online? No. So my sister has sunk countless hours into that game. Swears by it being a good MMORPG. Um, I've tried to start it like three times, uh, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's a good game for some people. But for Jaboy, it is a very bad game that is not fun or interesting, basically at all. How different is it from like playing Skyrim? Well, the the problem is how you view it. I viewed it as playing like an open world multiplayer Skyrim, and or Oblivion or Morrowind or whatever. Um, it is not that. It is super not that. Like it's it's an MMO that is wearing the skin of uh, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so it, it is an MMO game, which is why I don't like it, mm-hmm. because I wanted it to be a, a you know RPG, whatever game, uh, Western RPG game. So that is the difference there. But you've never played it? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the next kind of like one of those games I want to play that I have now ac- access on three different systems yep. will be Fallout 76. Well, uh, um, why? I would like to... Because I I have it, and I, and I should and I, and I just want want to. Justin, sometimes I'm worried about you. Your life has meaning. The minutes of your life are precious, and I know. <laughs> and I just want to pick the games that waste the most amount of time and are, but possible, like, and are not good. I haven't played Fallout seventy six, so you know what? Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm judging before I, you know, judging a book by its cover. Uh, no, I, but from everything I've I've heard, I think you're right. Yeah, everything I've heard about it has been negative and bad. Other yeah. than hey, it's kind of cool to see West Virginia in a video game from people who are from yep. West Virginia. But other than that, it's been like, but also it's bad. Is Mothman in it? Or the Flatwoods Monsters? Mothra might be, from what I heard. Mothra, like the monster. Yeah, I'm talking about. And then Godzilla comes in. That's why it's actually a nuclear uh, holocaust because of the uh, Godzilla attacked everyone. Is that true? Absolutely not, but it wouldn't, okay. wouldn't that okay. be a fun little twist? <laughs> well, I was going to say, because there's like a lot of cryptozoological animals that come out of West Virginia uh, that are that are that that I think would be actually very good in a game. Do you want to make a game about Mothman and the Flatwoods Monster and the Kentucky Goblins? We'll talk about it afterwards. We'll workshop some ideas. I've got some thoughts. Um, well, hey, thank you so much for listening to, to our podcast. It really means a lot. Again, if you want to... To tweet at us some of your thoughts on this, you know, acquisition of of uh, Zenimax Studios and and you know, or just maybe the more specific ones of Bethesda or or Arcane or or what have you. We didn't even talk about Dishonored. Those games are great. Um, 
We we touched on them briefly with Prey. I, I I can't I can't I can't play those games. Why? Because like there's like bad endings and like you're not supposed to kill people and then the game becomes not fun when you don't kill people. So I sit there trying to like blink behind someone in the perfect angle to like just murder them without me knowing it. And then it's I okay. Just can't. Th- that's true. I I can see that that is true. It ruined it. <laughs> Other than that, they're pretty good though, don't you think? Yeah, other than the fact that it just gives me a lot of anxiety, stress, and is not yeah. fun for me to play. They're great. <laughs> uh, do, uh, real quick, do you have a sound? We never did a sound. Do, do you have a sound I to do. end us out on? <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> the, so- the sound for the day, guys. Uh, this is a perfect one to uh, sum up Sony's reaction to ZeniMax uh, being uh, purchased by Microsoft. That was the Wilhelm scream. Ah! That was my interpretation of the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good interpretation. <laughs> Later. Bye. <laughs>